let me just ask this. I'm, I'm may not be as cool as I think I am. I'm told that often by my children. Definitely not trendy or fashionable. Um, but the first blockbuster movie of the season has been out for a few weeks. How many people have seen the latest Avengers movie? Couple. Oh, I'm surprised it's not more than that. We just can't afford it. Is that what it is? Like $14? <laughs> I haven't seen it myself, so um, don't ruin it for me. I look forward to it. But there's certainly been a lot of excitement about it, right? A lot of hype and all this. And, and I confess I'm a little concerned because sometimes the advertisements are better than the movie. Sometimes there's so much hype that you think there's no way that movie could be as good as they're building it up to be. But there are also times when the preview doesn't quite do the movie justice. It's just that good. So in this spirit, I'd like to share with you a short video about moms done in the style of a movie trailer. <laughs> I had fun finding that. Say what you will about Superman, Spider-Man, and their friends with all their superpowers, but moms do some pretty amazing things, don't they? Don't they? It's said that wisdom comes with age, and I don't know about that, but I've seen some fine women who are uncertain about their ability to even raise a child do an amazing job. And now we have fine young adults as a, as a testimony to that. But let's, let's revisit our superhero moms, the sequel. Exactly. I can't 
What do you think about that? I think that might be a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're living it. Uh, well, that was kind of fun, and uh, let's be honest, and guys, I'm talking to you, I'm not sure that we can easily do what moms do. Um, how many remember the movie Mr. Mom? Remember that thing? Yeah. Michael Keaton. Don't worry, I'm no more videos this morning. I have to start paying royalties if I get too many of these things going. Um, Mr. Mom is on Netflix. I did confirm that, so if you need a good laugh, it's a good one. But before you sit back and start thinking, I'm not a mom, there's not going to be anything in this week's message for me, God has a plan for you relating to moms, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But the scripture, remember, is a big clue. Let's read it again from Proverbs 31. It says, she is strong and respected and not afraid of the future. She speaks with gentle wisdom. She is always busy and looks after her family's needs. Her children show her appreciation, and their husband praises her. He says, many women are good wives, but you are the best of them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty disappears, but a woman who honors the Lord should be praised. So let's take a moment and honor our mothers with our words. Give me a word or two that describes the best qualities of your mom or the mother of your children or mom you know. Shout them out. Loving. Loving. Helpful. Helpful. Caring. Caring. Strong. Strong. Anything else? Gracious. Gracious. Let me remind you of the fruits of the Holy Spirit as described in Galatians. The fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I heard some of those reflected in the words we use to describe these women of God. So mothers, God has a plan for you. 
For the rest of us, God has a plan for you too regarding the mothers and the children in our lives, and the mothers and their children in our lives. He has blessings in store for all of us, and although the specifics of what that is or the timing may not be known to us, the guarantee of this blessing is a part of God's promise told to us in the Bible. Cameron, can I have your help for a moment? Could you make sure everybody gets one of these in the front row here? Yeah, just pass them around. Two things. There's a, there's a puzzle piece on there, and that's because I want it to be a reminder that as moms, you have a, an important piece to play. And if you're not a mom, you have a, an important piece to play in those moms in your lives. Okay? And it all fits together to make this beautiful picture. There's also chocolate in there. Not to be sexist, but women like chocolate, right? <laughs> Becky says, hurry and pass that bowl. <laughs> What moms do is important, not just to their families and not just to their communities, but also to God. Let's take a look at some of the scriptural responsibilities of a mother. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from them. God's plans for mothers is for them to be strong in their faith and to teach that to their children through words and by example. In 2 Timothy 1, 5, we find these words written in a letter. I reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. This first reflects two other principles. First, God's plan for mothers is to be teachers, handing down their faith to the next generation. Everybody get one? Okay. Secondly, in doing so, mothers create a legacy of faith and obedience. I bet that a majority of us went to church when we were young because our mothers took us, or maybe our mothers made us. Okay, that is teaching, that's setting that, that habit, you know. Proverbs 6.20 says, My son, keep your father's commandments and forsake not your mother's teachings. So I want to pause here for a moment. Do you hear that the father's command, and then it says, and don't forsake your mother's teaching. Dads, here's a glimpse of the Father's Day message for you. But more importantly, God chose to use the word and which means the commandment regarding your dad and the commandment regarding your mother, they don't compete and they don't conflict. Rather, they work in partnership, just like the puzzle piece in your hand. So back to this verse. My son, keep your father's commandments and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you wake, they will walk with you. Moms, God has a plan for you, and therefore there's a responsibility for you to teach, to follow his plan. Children of moms, and this is pretty much everybody in this room, we are to follow these teachings every day, just as, even as adults. So when your teachings are from and about the Lord, they are accompanied by his blessings. As Isaiah says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of the children. And what a blessing it is to have that divine peace that says, no matter what is happening in my life right now, and we talked about some things going on in our lives right now, God is in control. God is in control. And that should give us a sense of peace that the Bible says surpasses all understanding. I'm dealing with this financial concern. I'm dealing with this loss. I'm dealing with this diagnosis. But there's some sort of peace in me that I can't explain because I know God's got it. And that's a lesson you can carry your whole life. Mom, God has a plan for you as a part of teaching to discipline. 
Proverbs 29.15 says, The rod and the reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. I'd like to thank my mom for going heavy on the reproof and not so heavy on the rod. <laughs> Last week we talked about this Christian responsibility of accountability. Moms are, are to hold their children accountable as a part of the teaching process. The stern look or the disapproving frown like the video kind of made fun of, you may even still get this from time to time. It isn't just an old habit your mom needs to break. It's the reproof. It is the correction. It's the, the guidance that, that she's doing that tells you what is wrong when you're doing something wrong and to guide you in a way that, that is good and pleasing. I think it's good to pause for a moment here and address a few things. First, there are women who have not given birth to children. This may be something that they wish was different. Whether this was their plan or God's plan or maybe this situation was contrary to both. Whether, um, whether this is plan or God's plan, like I said, or contrary to both, God still has a plan and a purpose for you in regard to being a woman of faith. From the book of Psalms, he gives the childless woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Now, we could probably all say yes to this question. Has anyone had a motherly figure in their life, as an adult or as a child? And you were not their biological child, yet they showed you friendship and compassion and talked to you and taught you. All these wonderful things we said a minute ago. Perhaps this was a different member of your own family, like a grandparent or a step-parent. Perhaps the lady down the road or maybe someone in this very room has played that part in your life from time to time. He shares in the book of Titus this word, these words. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slenders or slaves to much wine. As it goes on, it says, they are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure. You hear more of those fruits of the Spirit echoed here? For mothers whose children are adults and may no longer be under your roof or under your direct control, this still applies to you. God has placed people in your life who provide an opportunity to show the God-given character of a loving mother. You have an opportunity to show that to them. And let me say it again, God has placed people in your life who provide an opportunity for you to show the God-given character of a loving mother. The role of a mother is so important that God often uses it as an example. From, again, from Isaiah, it says, Can a mother forget her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Or it says, As one who, com who is, comfort by is comforted by his mother... So I will comfort you. He's relating his comfort he can provide you to the comfort you can get from a mother. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And this reference to Jerusalem is heaven. It's a reference to heaven. Or the powerful message being made by Jesus Christ himself, being born and raised by a mother, divinely and immaculately conceived, yet God himself knew the importance of a mother figure even in the life of the Savior. Moms, you're human. You make mistakes. We all do. There's a proverb for that too. The wisest woman builds her house, but folly, which means foolishness or following fads, with her own hands tears it down. So we all make mistakes. God is aware of your shortcomings and failures, and he loves you anyway. Okay? But he still expects you to follow his commandments. And this brings me back to my second point a minute ago. I'm blessed to have an awesome godly woman as a mother. That was already written in here before you're here. But I am. And uh, not everyone can say that. 
uh, perhaps the reference to God's being, you know, God's love being very motherly is not comfort to you because of, of your past or something that's going on. Maybe it's actually a discomfort. Friends, everyone is subject to making bad choices. Whether there's a relational disconnect with your mom, you have a strained relationship with your own children, or something far worse, you are still your own person, and you are a child of God. What you do defines you. How you respond to God defines you. Even King David, this biblical character we hold in such high regard, made many, many mistakes. And did you know he himself came from a mother who made mistakes? In the book of Psalm, it records, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in it did my mother conceive me. Yet God had a plan for him, not only for him specifically, but also for the lineage of the family. The legacy that exists because of the new generations created, taught, and loved by mothers. Our own Savior, Jesus Christ, was born of this legacy. He is of the lineage of the house of David. The Proverbs also says, Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of the children is their fathers and mothers. Now, I know this to be true because many times in this very room, I hear stories of proud grandparents, and rightly so. And often our visitors are our grandchildren. Scripture says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. So how can we be a blessing to our mothers or the motherly women in our life? Simply by honoring them. Honor them with your words. Honor them with your prayers. Honor them with your actions. And honor them with your respect. And long as it is, is, how long has it been since you thank God for your mother of mother-like women in your life? Remember them. Exodus says, honor your mother and father, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord is giving you. Did you catch that? We will be blessed for blessing our mom by honoring her. This statement is repeated several times in Exodus, Deuteronomy, Ephesians. And if God felt it so important to say more than once, it's probably pretty important. And that doesn't count the numerous references back to these verses throughout the books of the Apostles. In Mark, it goes back so far to say, you know the commandments. So he lists them. He says, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud. He says, honor your mother and father. I mean, while that was a pretty intense list of important rules, right? Steal, murder, adultery, follow us, defraud. And right up there with it, it says, honor your mother and father. That is because we are a part of God's blessing to mothers. That puzzle piece. And when we dishonor mothers, we're denying, the God, denying God the opportunity to use us to bless mothers. Moms, you godly women who share the characteristics of the scripture woman, on behalf of everyone who lives and has lives that you've touched, and on behalf of our great Father in heaven, thank you for all you do. Keep the faith, keep sharing the faith, and know that you are a blessing to us and you are pleasing to him. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the women in our lives, the mothers, the motherly figures. God, we thank you for the fruits of the Spirit that are exhibited by so many strong Christian women, regardless of whether they have biological children or, or not. The peace, the love, the compassion. I know amazing, amazing women in this church that just show an enormous amount of love for you and for others. God, I thank you, and my prayer is also that anyone that hears this message, that they have felt the thanks of being an appreciated mother and woman of God.
God, there's no job, no role in this world that's easy. And there's a special kind of, of just nature that, that women must have that I'm sure we guys just wouldn't understand. So I thank you for the way you wired women to be the people they are. Thank you for the way they complement us, meaning the way they complete us, the way all these puzzle pieces fit together for your good. God, help us to recognize opportunities to be more loving and caring and compassionate to not only our children, but the children of others. God, above all else, help us to remember that we are children and you are a good, good father, amazing and fair and just. You love us forever, despite whatever it is we may do. Help us to seek you first in all we do and be honoring children that you've called us to be. As always, I thank you for this church, those gathered here today, those who couldn't be here who are traveling or ill. I thank you for the families that went before us that have constructed this beautiful building and gave us a safe and inviting place to be. I thank you for the reminder of the empty places in the pew this week that remind us that there is opportunity for each one of us to encourage and invite someone to find you and to visit a church on Sunday. God, we lift this service up to you and we ask you to take, go forth with us from here and make a difference in this world. Amen.